This message is about us growing in God, growing in the grace of God, and going so that the gospel can take root in the hearts of many people that we will touch. But now, knowing what I know from last night and this morning, there's an urgency There's an urgency for us to minister, to witness to those who are broken, to those who have mental health issues, for those who have been casted out, for those who have been been frowned upon, for those who are successful and people think that everything's all good. The gospel needs to go everywhere that we go. We are called to be the hands and feet of Christ. I don't know if you're awake, but I'm awake, so just roll with me this morning. Roll with me this morning. The sermon series is about the parables of Christ. Christ used stories and he reasoned with the culture. How many of y'all ever uh, uh, seen somebody who didn't understand the culture and so they just threw the Bible at, at somebody? Raise your hand. I just need to see. They, oh, you need Jesus. Okay. Well, how does, that, how does that make any sense with my context where I am today? I don't know, but you need Jesus. So what you're telling me is you don't really care where I'm at and what I'm going through. You just want to change me. But how many of, of us know that the gospel is the only thing that changes? It's by the Spirit of God. So if we can go into the world and reason with the culture, I don't mean be like the culture. I don't mean do what the culture does. But I mean to go into the culture, penetrating it with the seed that is uncorruptible. I'm talking about the seed of the gospel. Do you know what the gospel is? It's not just a genre. No shade on Travis Green. But the gospel is the good news that God became man in Christ Jesus, lived the life that we should have lived, died the death we deserve to die. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. And we deserve that. But because of the gospel, it transformed and changed and shook up everything. The enemy's plans failed. Jesus robbed the grave. What else do I need to say to get somebody excited about Jesus today? Basically, the chains have been broken. The power has been revealed. And so because of that, we cry out, Abba, Father. We we are thankful. He died for us. And he didn't just leave us in a place, in a state of, I'm saved. No, he said, you're saved, but also you're in the family now. You're in the family now. And so for for us, this is the goodness. This is why we wake up every morning. This is our purpose, and this is our desire to see the kingdom advance in America and in the world. Amen? Amen. You might not be up yet, but I am hyped for Jesus today. I don't know what I ate. I don't know what I read, (laughs) but I'm feeling The power of God, and so let's all get there. I don't know if you're going to get there by point A, point B, but by the fourth point, I got four. I got an extra one today because some of us might take a little bit longer. But by the fourth, I know you're going to feel the power of God. It is not me, but it's he in me. So here we go. Let's go to this passage. The sermon title is Grace to Grow. Grace to Grow. Let's look in the passage of Matthew 13, chapter 3. And we're going to look from, chapter, uh, from uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 13, verse 3, and we're going to look from verse 3 to 11. Uh, we're also going to highlight, but we won't read verses 18 through 23, which are the explanations of this passage. So Matthew 13 says, verse 3, and he spoke, that means Jesus, many things to them in parables, saying, behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road. And the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. Verse 6, but when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Verse 7, others fell among the thorns. And the thorns came up and choked them out. 
And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, one a hundred, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. And verse 9 says, he who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus answered to them, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We, let's paraphrase this, this, this second part, which is the explanation, and then let's go. Verse 18 through 23, a lot of the people that were listening, they understood the culture. They understood that when you sow seeds, they're scattered about. And certain seeds take root because of where they've fallen, and some seeds don't. They understood that. But did they all understand that the gospel, the word of God, the word of the kingdom is what Jesus was talking about? Maybe they didn't. A lot of them didn't. But then he paraphrased this to the disciples because how many of y'all know if you're going to get close to Jesus, you need to know what's going on. And so the disciples were close to Jesus, and he explained to them. And I believe that not only did he explain it for their own benefit, but he knew that he was going to leave. And one day when he, le- when he left, he was going to leave them the Holy Spirit. But they needed to combine that intimacy with Jesus by the Holy Spirit with the intellect, the word, and the knowledge that Jesus gave to them. You cannot have, have one or the other. I don't want you to just be smart in the word and not have any power. And I don't want you to know about the intimacy of God and, and be filled with the Spirit and don't know your Bible and don't know about God. I, we need to be both. Amen. Amen. All right. They're almost awake. They're almost awake. When we hear the word of the kingdom, but fail to understand it, fail to be rooted in it or lose faith in God's power and provision by shifting our focus to the worries of the world, we block the seed from germinating in us. That's the explanation of this word. You, the, the, the gospel cannot be changed but somehow, some way, we, in our sin, in our wickedness, in our insecurities, in our ignorance, we can block. You ever had a blessing blocked? You ever seen somebody have a blessing blocked? And so we have to be in alignment with Jesus so that we're able to receive. That's why it's hard. People have certain jobs. They have certain relationships. And what they do is they walk around like this. They walk around holding them with a closed fist. See, the problem with a closed fist, yes, you will grasp what you have, but the main issue is you won't be able to receive anything else. And so if I'm holding this with my closed fist, my, my job, my relationship, my, 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 my parenting, if I'm holding it, then I'll never be able to receive what God has for me. And I need to receive the word of God, receive the gospel more so than I hold and grasp on whatever I have. Because at the end of the day, whatever I'm holding on, he gave me. So as I hold my child that I'm, I'm called to raise, as I hold this job that I'm called to, to do good work in, I need to keep my hand open because I don't know what he's going to add to it. I don't know if he's going to take it and give me something better, but I need to have my hand open so that I can receive from God. And then he explains that when we hear the word and understand it, the good soil begins to bring forth life and fruit some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. You know what I love about that? He tells us 160, 30. There's all sorts of different ways that the gospel can, can, can go forth. But some of us think, oh, man, if I don't do it, nobody else will. There's some others in here. Some people, no, that's not me. I got you. Some of us are also saying someone else will. I don't need to do it. So the problem is we're thinking more about ourselves than about the power of God. So what I'm telling you today is as you freely receive, freely give. And when you sow, you have faith in Christ that he is going to be be the multiplier. So one person will, will plant, one person will water, but he will provide the increase. 
Man, I feel someone is waking up. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Okay, sowing. Let's talk about these, these S's. We're going to talk about sowing. We're going to talk about soil. We're going to talk about seeking. And then we're going to talk about sowing again. Sowing. So, and if, if you're an English teacher or whoever puts together outlines on a regular basis, I, don't, I think I might have broke a rule by putting the same word in the outline. But that's okay. Just follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? <laughs> Sowing, God decided to sow. It says that a sower went out to sow seed. I don't want us to go anywhere from this moment without getting this revelation that God decided to sow. You are in this room because God decided to sow. You are no longer in the bondage that you were because God decided to sow. Your family was in, under a generational curse and he broke it and he put his spirit on it because God decided to sow. He sowed because he loved. Jesus loves us. I want you to say this like we used to say in preschool. Jesus loves me. Somebody didn't say it. Say it again. Jesus loves me. From that revelation, knowing that the God of all of the universe, the creator of everything, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who is high and mighty, came down and said, I love you. The dirt of the earth, he said, I love you. If we can live from that revelation, relationships won't shift us. Money won't shift us or shake us because we will always be rooted in the fact that I am loved. Think about it. Most of the things that we see, most of the things that we go through, oftentimes we're, wor we're worried about if we're loved. They haven't given me a raise yet. Oh, are you just worried about the raise? Or are you worried that you, you don't feel valued by them? Oh, yeah, really is. I don't feel valued, meaning they don't love me. She hasn't texted me back yet. I've been waiting for two days. I gave her my number. You don't know if she values you yet. <laughs> Notice I, I was speaking from the man's perspective because female, y'all ain't worrying about him. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to text him when I text him. I got stuff to do. In everything. No, they didn't send me an email at church and asking me if I wanted to be a leader, if I wanted to be involved. I, we're all looking for value. We're all looking for love. But if we look to Jesus first... Everything else can be what it is. Whatever it is, it is what it is. But if Jesus, if we can start with Jesus loves me, this I know. And if you forgot, it's because the Bible told me so. That's why you need to read your Bible every day. Sowing, the seed of the gospel, the word of God. God gave us the word and the word became flesh, Christ Jesus. Isn't it amazing? That, that even though we sinned, even though we fell short, he said, I got you. Here I come. How many times as a parent, as a boss, as a leader, as a friend, has someone let you down and you said, oh, that's it. It's over. Jesus was let down more and more and more and more, and he kept saying, oh, I want more of you. That doesn't even register in my mind. Because oftentimes when someone bothers us, we want to be unbothered. So we become unbothered and we live unbothered. And I want to challenge you today as I challenge myself. The gospel is telling you that person that's bothering you, that person that, that did you wrong, go for them. 
go get them. Let the gospel chase them down and penetrate their hearts. In Jesus' name. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. When the grace of God becomes actualized in us, meaning it becomes a reality in you, transformation comes. Transformation comes. And that is why Jesus also said, you will know them by their fruit. Because if you're in church and you can sing and dance and you got your nice suit on and you're feeling good and you got that smile and you got that, hey, how you doing? You know that. You know how we do. You know how we, all right, all right, all right. When you got that all going, sometimes, sometimes we window dress because there's brokenness there. And so I look really good, but what you don't know is I have yet to be transformed. But when the gospel comes in, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter what, you, what, what you're thinking and what you like to eat. All that matters is that you have received the, the, the good and perfect gift of the gospel. And from there, transformation comes. Actualization, I recognize that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. When Peter said that to Jesus, Jesus said, now the spirit revealed that to you. When the spirit reveals that, not only does he redeem you, he brings him back to himself, but he transforms you. He makes you look like him and live like him. Amen? Amen. And then the soil. Jesus spent the bulk of this passage or this moment talking to this crowd about soil. I want us to look at the, the, the season that Jesus was in, and then I want us to think about the people that he was talking to. The season that he was in, Jesus walking to and fro, ministering to all sorts of crowds, all sorts of people. And he had seen over the course of his years of ministering that many people had fallen. Imagine you are the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and you know what your mission is, which is to sacrifice yourself to bring all of humanity uh, the opportunity to come back through, repent through repentance into your relationship. Yet people are leaving and flying and, and falling off and saying, I don't want to walk with you. I don't believe you. There's people who aren't trusting you. You, 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 you heal people and they're condemning you for what you do. Jesus was, a, was, was also man, fully God and fully man. We call that the hypostatic union. And so Jesus still had feelings as man. And can you imagine walking around loving people, serving people, sowing into people's lives, and the people say, man, that guy, man, he's a blasphemer. Man, that guy's a fake. Man, that guy hangs out with prostitutes. Man, that dude is trash. Whatever they were saying about him, and he's speaking to these people saying, listen to me. I have been sowing seed. So Jesus isn't talking about something that he didn't do. I've been sowing seed. I've been doing everything I can to advance this kingdom, and here's what I've seen. I've seen four types of people. I've seen people who, who, who have received the word or thought they, they received the word, but it just fell on faint ears, and nothing happened from it. Nothing. But they were right there. They stood right next to my disciples, and they heard exactly what the disciples heard, and nothing happened. I've seen people that received something, and it started to take root, but they didn't have any depth. They couldn't go deep. And so then I lost them, and they walked away. I've seen all of these people receive, but I've only seen a few that had good soil, and they received well. And then he goes and says, if you hear and understand what I'm saying, if you receive this word the right way, here's what's going to happen. Can you, I just can't put this together in words. I, I can't accurately put this together. The fact that Jesus corrected the people he taught them about the reality, 
But then he inspires them saying, you're going to be blessed. We're the last people that need to be blessed. But he, it would have been okay if he ended with, and you should be in good soil, period. But then he says, if your soil is good, I'm going to multiply what I do on the inside of you. What a God we serve. Let's break down these, these, these four types of soil in a, in, a, in a more adequate way. So before we talk about the soil, let's talk about what soil is. Before we talk about these different types of soil, what is soil? Soil is the environment in which a seed can be sown and grow. Soil is alive. It might not be like a common living creature like we know, like an animal or a human, but it's made up of living minerals and organisms. But check this out. The only evidence of life in soil is what it produces. Oh, I don't think they heard me. <laughs> the only evidence of life in soil is the production. That's why Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. So, so what that means is, if we are to be in the soil and to truly experience the transformation of the gospel, then we ought to bear fruit. I don't have any amens, so I'm assuming either you've been bearing a whole lot of fruit and you're a little tired this morning, <laughs> or you've yet to do so. Either way, we got a word for you. Four types of soil. Path, rocks, thorns, good soil. Path, rocks, thorns, good soil. Let's break them down. The path. The seed was scattered. It ended up on the road, and it never was able to take root into soil. And what happened next was a bird came and swooped down and ate it. So the seed never got to take root. In other words, the seed, the seed never penetrated the heart. Not only was it isolated and in a hard place, its opportunity was taken. And I want to share a praise report right now that there was a moment in my life that the seed had been sown. I grew up in this church, and Pastor Brett was saying, read your Bible every day. He's been saying it for 30-some years, and I wasn't reading my Bible every day. I ain't going to tell you to raise your hand if you're in that season or if you've been in that season, but I've been in that season. Thank God I'm not in that season, but I was in that season. I'm, and if you're thinking that, 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 that you're not good enough, or, or no, all you got to do is start today. Uh, let me just go a little bit deeper into the read your Bible every day. Just open the page. Just open the page. I know he's telling you to read, but I just want to give you the next generation response. We just want to go glory to glory. Just open the book, read the page. Let's just start at Genesis so you can know how this whole thing came about. Okay? So read your Bible every day, open the page, start with Genesis. Okay? All right? Okay, so the seed never penetrated, but here's my testimony. The bird never came and got my seed. The bird never came and got my seed. In the midst of me going and doing what I was doing and acting up and talking crazy and being crazy, the seed, God preserved it. And you know, there's something about seeds. Did you know that sometimes that the wind scatters seed? And you know, the wind, the spirit of God is translated as wind, pneuma. It seems like though my seed was stuck in one place, he allowed his wind to blow me right into the good soil. Anybody been that way? Is that anybody's testimony? Okay. If I speak to you from the testimony, then you, then you feel me. Maybe it was, it was never about hearing. It was about feeling. So the path was an area where the seed lost its opportunity. And so the path represents what Satan is trying to do. Steal, kill, and destroy. 
He wants to take the seed of the gospel away from your children, away from your coworkers, away from your friends, away from your family, away from you. But the Spirit of God says otherwise. <clears throat> so, Jesus recognizing this had a strong desire for the people to, to, to ready their hearts so that they could receive. But then he talks about the rocks. He says that the seed got into the rock, but it had no depth of soil. And because it had no depth of soil, the seed sprung up quick. And then when it sprung up, it wasn't ready to, be growing, to grow as a, seed, as, a, as, a, as a plant. And so as it was growing, the sun burned it out. I want to talk about two things regarding this. Number one, depth. If you don't go deeper in God and you allow your life to be, your, your spiritual life to be limited to one hour on Sunday, or if you're, if you're really doing something, two hours going into your Bible study during the week and another hour in church. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead you into the depths, then you're going to be how I was. I knew all the jargon. I knew how to raise my hands. I even had to sway down. I could, do, I could do all the things necessary. I could even pray in a prayer group. How about that? I could just fake the funk all the way to glory. <laughs> or what I thought was glory. But if you don't allow the depth of the, of, of the soil, go deeper in God. Allow the seed. See, the problem is we get satisfied with salvation. And I want to be careful with that because I don't mean that salvation isn't everything because it's everything. But what I mean by that is sometimes we say, I'm saved, so I'm good. I'm not going to allow the seed of the gospel, which is transformative, to transform the way that I treat my money. I'm not going to allow it to transform the way that I treat my spouse. I'm not going to allow it to transform the way that I drive on 495 and 66. And 95, and 7 and 28. <laughs> and wherever there's a slow children sign. <laughs> we have to allow the gospel to transform all of us. By grace we have been saved, and I am not saying that salvation isn't great. Salvation is everything. Without salvation, we cannot walk into the presence of the living God. But from salvation, salvation isn't an end. Salvation is a start. It's a rebirth. So now I am new. I was walking this way. I turned around. I did a 180 because I've been saved and transformed. Now as I walk, I don't turn around and just say, I'm good. No, I say, okay, now how can I find the different areas of my life that I, where I wasn't living right? I need to apologize to some people. I need to love some people. I need to change the way that I've been at work. And a lot of us... Love Jesus, but then we say, Jesus, I need you to stay over there. We working over here. Jesus, I need you to stay over there. We going out tonight. Jesus, I need you to stay over here. I just, I, she's a, it's a little thing that we got going on. I'm going to get with you once I put the ring on her finger, though. I'm going to get with you. And matter of fact, I'm going to ask you to bless it. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask to do it in your house. But right now, we at her house. Oh, man, I'm telling too much truth today. Where'd that even come from? We talking about rocks. <laughs> Where'd that come from? For those who have ears to hear, please hear. <laughs> Woo, back to rocks. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole rock right there. That's a boulder. So, <laughs> so depth. But then I also want to talk about deception. Depth and deception. It says that the seed went into the soil, 
and it sprang up, which means the soil thought and the seed thought that it was all right. And so the growth process began. Many of us are trying to go and do things and live the way that we're called to live without depth. And so what will happen is you will become burnt out by the sun. If I don't have the depth and, I don't, and I'm living in a life of deception, thinking that I'm doing well, thinking that I'm living right, thinking that I'm really do, uh, advancing the kingdom, but I'm living in sin, but I'm living foul, but I haven't allowed Jesus to penetrate every area of my heart, then I will be deceived into thinking that this is okay. And that transforms itself into religion. Now I don't have a relationship with God, but I look the part, I'm in the soil, and I'm growing. So this, I'm doing right, right? And that's the deception that God, that, that God does not, allow, not want us to have. So he's trying to pour out, pour out, pour out into that soil so that we be really rooted in him and we'll know that we are, the, uh, uh, um, Elder JC, what'd you say yesterday? We were doing lunch and you said, you said, those who think they're green will grow. Those who think they're ripe will will rot. Those who think that, yeah, we really do discipleship up in here. I be meeting with him at Wegmans. Those who think they're green, <laughs> I can't fake it. I can't fake it. Those who think they're green will grow. Meaning, Lord, I humble myself. I don't even, my soil might be deep, but I'm acting like it's not because I need more of you. I want to just keep on growing. But if I think that I'm ripe, if I think, man, why haven't they asked me to leave worship yet? They see me living right. Why haven't they asked me to preach up here? Why haven't I done anything? Why am I not leading anything? Why, why, are the people, why are my cousins not coming to me and asking me for wisdom? Okay, you're going to ride. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. The sun burns it out. I've, I heard it said by someone else that the flesh burns out. The spirit burns up. So if you're ever experiencing burnout, number one thing you should do is say, God, am I being as intimate with you as I should? Am I experiencing your presence? Because maybe what, I'm, what's, what the burnout that I'm experiencing is my flesh. And that's why Jesus said, don't grow weary in doing, in doing, in well doing. So James said that, didn't he? That wasn't Jesus. That was James. That was James. Amen. Come on. Uh, so <laughs> I got to correct that because you don't want that on the tape. Someone say, Jared, don't know his Bible. I read it. Uh, <laughs> so we need depth. And don't live in deception. Live in humility. Allow the gospel to keep you low so that you can always grow. Then the thorns. The seed took root, started to grow. It had done better than the other two. Started to grow, but it grew in a bad environment. And so that environment choked it out. In the same way that I said the Satan is with the path because he's trying to find a way to get you isolated and take you out. The same way that rocks is self. Rocks is self, that's you. We become the problem. But then for thorns, that's your society. The seed took root, began to grow, but became choked out by what was closest or connected to it. In other words, be careful what you allow in your heart. In other words, be careful where you dwell. There's not enough amens. Where y'all dwelling at, man? Where's, where y'all dwelling at? Okay, okay. What we allow in our hearts from the outside can surely corrupt the inside. And so it's not good enough for you to know Jesus, for you to be saved, and for you to go do your own thing and watch, and, and, and watch your, your YouTubes and, watch your, and stay disconnected from the body of Christ. Stay in the soil. Stay in the soil. 
I don't have any amens about the soil. Where else are y'all going? Stay in the soil. Amen. 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 Then the good soil. We got all S's if you're following me. Path, Satan, rocks, self, thorns, society, good soil, the spirit of God. The environment was right, ready, and receptive. In other words, the soil was the perfect landing spot for the seed of the word of God to take root and grow. How many of us right now want to be the place where God lands? Okay, they're almost awake. Let me ask this side. How many of us want to be the place where God lands? Okay, this side. Okay, okay, okay. No shade on y'all. Y'all just, I know if we would have did it the other way, it would have been y'all, but had to make a point. When God sees the right soil, the right environment, the right heart, the right spirit, he says, that's where I'm going to dwell. That'll be Bethel, the place where God lives. That'll be somewhere where not only will I penetrate that heart and and be there, but I'm going to grow something in that. I'm going to produce fruit in that. I'm going to bless the soil. You know, there's some plants that, have, that are so rich in nutrients that they provide nutrients for the other plants in the soil. Did you know that? And so not only will the gospel come into our hearts, but it'll be a, a process and an opportunity for us to change other people's hearts. Not us, but the gospel on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Matter of fact, let's take a second. If that's you, I want you to just, I want you to just raise your hand. If that's you right now, say, God, I, I need more. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm just saying if you want more. If you want more, yeah, I heard the elders like, hey, I want more. If, if you want more, say, God, help me. Make my soil right. Help me to be receptive so that you can grow on the inside of me. Amen. Now we finish with seeking and sowing. Seeking. Notice, and in the explanation, in the 18th verse, Jesus said, this is regarding those who hear the word and understand. Hear the word and understand. Understand the word that he used in the Greek. It's something like heme or hemi. That word means to set together, to come into alignment. It doesn't just mean understand for head knowledge. It means I've heard the power of the gospel. I've heard the word of the Lord, and I come, I under, I go under, I'm going under the, 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 um, the authority of that word. I'm falling in alignment with that word. I am going to stick with this, and I'm going to walk together with the word of God. How many of y'all want to be tethered to the word of God? Many people will hear the word of God, but not everybody will come under the word of God. To be tethered to the word of God, to grow in understanding in the word of God, and to not just be hearers, but doers. You can only do so by the Spirit. The Spirit reveals Jesus to us, and it empowers us to live in the Spirit. Romans 8, 9 says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. The more that we dwell in the spirit of God, the more that we experience the riches of his mercy and his grace. We are to live where God's grace partners with our responsibility. I've accepted the reality that God has been gracious to me and he has given me the seed of truth. But now, because of what I've accepted, I am now responsible. I am now responsible with what I've been given. To whom much is given, much is required. 
And so because of this great seed, we're talking about salvation. We're talking about not going to hell. We're talking about experiencing transformation and the kingdom of heaven every day in your life. Because of that, I need to steward that well. And then sowing. We talked about sowing in the beginning from the perspective of God, the great sower. He sows seed and he got the soil right. He, he set a place for us that if we can align into it, we can enter into to it, something will grow. But then from that, we go from growing to sowing. And that's why when a seed goes into soil, it turns into a tree. Let's just talk about an apple, apple seed. An apple seed grows up into a tree, and then what does that tree do? It produces apples. It's producing what it's been given. The seed has been given the nutrients and the, and the minerals and the things necessary to produce apples. It goes into the soil, and that's the good soil. And when it is rooted and it grows up, it produces fr the fruit. And the fruit is the evidence of the growth. And the growth is the evidence of the seed. And the seed is the evidence of good soil. You might wake up when you get to your car and turn it on. You're going to say, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> it's 1045, man. We got a reputation to get in wild for Jesus. So I'm just letting you know. I always have that expectation. So sowing, by God's grace, we've been given the gospel and we have grown in God. Now we must go. Now we must go. I want you to stand to your feet. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, he can do nothing. He can do nothing. In other words, stay in the vine. Stay in the vine. Stay in the vine. I want to close by this. Every person in this room is called by God. Every person. And I want to break these three things down. There's calling, there's purpose, and there's destiny. Every person, I want you to say it, I'm called by God. I'm called by God. Say it one more time for the enemy. I'm called by God. Come on, one more time so we can all be in unity because God honors that. I'm called by God. Ready? One, two, three. I'm called by God. Okay, calling comes from only God because when he speaks, things come into existence. Woo! When he speaks, things come to, into, into existence. When he called you before you in your mother's womb, he spoke and then that Reality came, and then it didn't matter what time because God's outside of time. Imagine that. But one day, you were going to come into life. And so he spoke, and he called you. And not only did he call you by your name, he called you by your purpose. Amen. The purpose is the reason. Someone say reason. reason. You have a reason for your existence. You have a reason. You are here for a reason. God doesn't create anything by mistake. God doesn't create anything without a reason. God doesn't do anything on accident. You are called by God. You have a reason in which you've been called. And let me tell you this, that's your purpose. Your purpose is to carry out the call of God on your life. Everybody has the same call, which is to advance the kingdom. Matthew 28, he said, go therefore and preach the gospel. Go, we are called to go. How are you gonna go? If you got a music gift, use that music for the gospel. If you got a strategic gift, use that strategy for the gospel. If you got a mouthpiece, you speak for the gospel. If you're a good listener, you listen so that you can find ways to put the gospel into a conversation and see somebody won, see somebody healed. So your calling turns into your, uh, transitions into your purpose, and then your purpose goes to your destiny. Destiny's not a place. Destiny is the fulfillment of the calling of God on the inside of you. So let's receive.
Let's receive right now. Let's receive right now. Just put your hands up if you want to receive. Father God, I pray that every person in this building, every person watching online, every person that didn't make it here today, every person that had to step out because they had a baby, and we know how that goes, every single person in this building, every single person that's represented by Grace Covenant Church would be uh, filled with the passion of Jesus Christ, called, recognize their calling by God. And that they would recognize their purpose, identify their purpose, find their identity and their value in you and you alone. And they would live not for purpose, but they live from purpose. They live with the starting point being God called me and I have a reason for my existence. And Lord, from that place, they would walk into their destiny. Lord, that they would experience destiny every day. Because every single day, they would be fulfilling the word of God. Lord, lastly, I pray this. And I understand what warfare looks like. I pray against every spirit of fear. I pray against every spirit of self-deprecation. I pray against every spirit of torment. I pray against every spirit of bad soil, any person that's in a rocky place, any person that's in a thorny place. Lord, I pray for any person that's stuck on the path. Lord, we cast out that bird in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not be able to take up that seed. The enemy will not be able to take up that seed. And Lord, not only do we pray that for us in this room, but the generations that we have in our bellies, our sons, our daughters, the next generation, we pray for your provision, for your protection, and for your purpose to be released right now in the name of Jesus so that we can fulfill your destiny. Amen. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.